guest at Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts in the business. I'm D, and this is my beautiful angel, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 4, Episode 16, Anti-Semitism Square Dancing. So strap on those cowboy boots and get ready. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points Pressure. Damn, you actually got through the entire intro in time. Yeah, good thing you uh, played just a minuscule <laughs> second of the uh, the fucking Soviet theme song. Good yeah, job. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Sneak that in there when you can. Of course oh, I'd notice. As much as I can. All the time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, welcome back. Well, thank you. How, how was your, uh, how's your week been? It's been a whole week. You know, it's been a whole week, and I'm going to be honest... Life has been, you know, fairly, fairly boring since the end of January. Thank but it, fuck, it is a relief. Unfortunately, things are getting bad again. But nah, things are yeah, fine. Yeah, in somebody's book. <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, it's a new week, so hopefully we can make it a full week without some bullshit again. Oh, I'm sure we won't. So, I'd be surprised within 24 hours if we made it. But, yeah. alas, here we are. You know, some good news, at least in my life. I'm sure you all care about that. I got my second shot this morning. Nice. So far, I'm doing great. I'm really sore, but that's because I went to the gym. <laughs> well, it's also because of the uh, the second dose has the microchip. So Yeah, no, just, no, the first one has you're the chip. You're sore from it. it has the battery. Oh, the second has a battery, so it's a battery moving through your system. Way yeah. more painful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, you know, got some uh, got some fun stuff. Went to the store this morning. Bought a bunch of different like little bits for a charcuterie board that I'm gonna make. Ooh, ooh, we're gonna assemble it and take it out to the desert, me and Dee. Yeah, and it's I guess be a, our, uh, a very yeah significant others and our our tag alongs. Yeah, that's what we call fucking <laughs> <laughs> third and fourth wheelers. God, we're a motorcycle, and they're just there for for the spare. Yeah, they're the sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, it's but... uh, it's been an all right week. I get my second dose this coming Tuesday tomorrow. Sweet Pfizer Moderna. So, uh, Pfizer. Ah, uh, good. Of course. I'm glad you're in the Pfizer gang. Only Fuck only hotties get Pfizer. Yeah, Moderna <laughs> yeah. Moderna is for uh Normies. Ugly bitches. Johnson and Johnson is for for them pores. <laughs> and <laughs> Pfizer's the, for the rest. <laughs> AstraZeneca's for the big titty goth GFs though. <laughs> They're trying to kill them off. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> oh, oh. Uh, this last week I I started reading again. Like, I, oh, I haven't, good. like, read, not just for school, in a long yeah. time. Just recreational reading. Yeah, guess what got me into it? <laughs> what? Noam Chomsky. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I just started reading, I found found one of his books, and I'm like, I'll, I'll just give this a shot. I hear he's a pretty smart dude. Yeah. And the entire first, like, section was on U.S. foreign policy, which sounds so boring. <laughs> but, but hear it's... me out. It's how post-World War II... They basically, the United States set up to make it so that their foreign policy always brought U.S. corporations and the ultra-rich into oh. consideration first. So any countries so. that would try to, you know, create a democratic, like, uh, system of government where and elect people and, like, start to improve their lives, the U.S. would go in and the CIA would go in and fuck it all up. Because as soon as a country is now focusing on making the lives of their citizens better, rather than foreign the lives of, rather than of, yeah, investors. The lives of rich investors better. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. And it, it points out a lot of, like, uh, using, like, declassified information and declassified, declassified forms and, and primary sources. They It outlines, huh. like, oh, well, we supported this dude during the 70s for 10 years and said he was great and then all of a sudden as soon as he kind of turned against us now he's a bad drug dealer you know drug trafficker 
but we knew about that for the last 20 years. You know, that yeah, kind how, of... How just terribly the, convenient. <laughs> yeah, the, the huge level of hypocrisy in that. And it's really Ugh. interesting. I like, am excited to hear more about it. Because I know you're going to talk my ear off about it tomorrow on a drive. Well, and I'm weirder, excited. It'll weirder be good. Thing. Yeah. The, uh, let's see. So, just last week... Um, Nordic Thunder sent a message and said, "Hey, check into this dude." And I wanna—I'm gonna talk about this dude a lot more in a future episode, I'm sure. But it was so weird because, like, the day after I got the message, that dude was in this book. Basically, he—he he sent me a, a Nazi, really? uh, an awful guy. He was in charge of like the from the very minimal look that I've had into him so far. He was like put in charge of the the Nazi-controlled area of France. Uh-huh. And, you know, all that stuff. So basically, after the war, the United States used him to install Third Reich-like governments in, the in like, Latin America and South America, I believe. And uh, just Jesus. to, you know, keep him under that control. Interesting. Yeah, so it was just a weird synchronicity that yeah, he told me about say. it. I found him in the book, and, and it was just like, it just clicked. Papped. All right, but now for the real reason everybody's here. Yeah. D. <laughs> What's up? Did you have to learn how to square dance in school? I did in sixth grade. So for those of you who are not uh, American fucking scum, uh, that is the age 12 to 13. All right. Well, my my wife, I asked her earlier, and she said, yeah, she had to learn it. Um, it was square dance and swing dance. I asked yep, square and swing. Yep, I asked my parents, and they said, yeah, they had to do it. They had to learn like a whole set and put on a little like play thing or a show, I, I guess. <clears throat> Weird. Weird enough. <laughs> my grandparents learned square dancing in school. So apparently that's a thing. Uh, so before you get too far into it my hypothesis behind it is the idea of preserving and i'm doing this with major major quotes preserving the culture and history of america's like like old school music and shit like yeah, that, swing that, dancing that comes and, into it. and all that. I would say that that's why they're teaching it to kids to spark some kind of interest. But it's also just it's fucking it's, shitty it's square weird. dancing. Like okay, uh, during school growing up, we had to have the pledge of allegiance every morning, yep. led by a student, not by the teacher, and it was weird and culty and. I know a lot yeah. of other people in different countries don't know that. And recently, we've had an uptick in a couple other countries. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, we had to say the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance, pointing towards our flag with our hand over our heart every yep. day in school, which is every really morning. weird. It stopped for me around, what was that, ninth grade, I think? No, so like all when through I was high school. 15. Um, it stopped, but that was only because we stopped having homeroom, which was the first thing you'd go to in the morning. It was like your first check-in mm. of your prison sentence. Um, the other was, or let's see, then high school, like we didn't really have it at all because we only had our one homeroom once per week. And so that's when we would do it. No, ours still hated it. It would though. play it over like the second period announcement or something like that uh, sometimes God. so it's weird it's culty the amount of square dancing i i never had to learn square dancing in school i, oh, I remember really? them like talking about it like there was part of it and then like you could sign up to stay after school to learn it or something i remember that being a thing but i never did it fuck i'm not gonna stay in school longer than i have to ours was a requirement for your core classes so you had, everybody had one semester of square dancing. Uh, yeah, that's how it is in most places, which is really fucking weird. Yeah. So I, I went into it. I've, I've, I got to the bottom of why that is. 
So okay. we're going to start off. We're going to we're going to take a step back. We're going to frame this into history. All right. We're going to talk about a a recurring figure on this show just because he's so involved in so many awful things and hmm. he's done a lot I of I wonder awful who it is. It's not Adolf Hitler. What? Oh I my. I don't believe this. Although I will I say don't that believe the word you. Hitler is in the second paragraph that I have written. Oh, here. okay. All right. So, well, don't worry. In in typical AJ fashion, Oh, we're, yeah. we're staying on par. And I've got my copy of Mein Kampf right here. No, I actually don't. <laughs> I've never read that one. Minecraft. You have your Minecraft copy? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Henry Ford was a conservationist, not in terms of his business. Yeah, a little bit of a... He was an industrial racist. An industrialist racist, I should say. He was a surprisingly progressive employer. He paid like... Uh, 130 bucks a day for our money minimum for five for a five-day work week he basically because of his business practices is why we have a five-day work week instead of a six-day work week he kind of you know brought that in and provided his uh employees with pretty good money like uh his idea was oh if we if you're just paying the minimum that you can get away with you're gonna have a high turnover rate and you're not going to get like the best of the best. He he figured, yeah. or the the average for the day was for 100 like open positions in one year they would go through 300 people. He oh, said, "Fuck that!" Damn. Yeah. So he figured, I'm just going to pay more, and if somebody more qualified for, than you comes in, they they'll potentially get your job or will work with you and get you trained with them. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So he got he got a lot of people like some of the best mechanics, the best um, engineers, and things like that for his company, which is really why it took off. And he had this, you know, obviously Ford was a huge industry. Now he was also a temperance advocate. We've talked about temperance quite a bit. Oh, you know, temperance. The, eat your soy flakes and don't masturbate. Don't drink. Uh, which? What episode was that? Is oh, that episode God. three last season, I, I have think? no idea. <laughs> I'll look it up. Yeah, so we've talked about it, you know, on and off quite a few times, just because it's such an interesting part of history. Eat your boner-killing cornflakes, Yeah, kids. and, it, you know, chew 25 times on each side, and you'll have a, a waist that is that, uh, that smells no more than a baked biscuit. <laughs> Jesus yeah, he, he insisted that a diet of soybeans, carrots, and wheat could grant good health. And that's the only thing that could get past disease. If you want a good backstory on it, check out Season 3, Episode 5, Snack Time. Snack Time. Yep, that's it. Now, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> he, uh, I have an interest, and this mostly comes from my father, that uh, in, like, old books and old, like, uh documents that are completely you know 99 percent of the time they're completely falsified but they like reveal this grand conspiracy and stuff like that because they were so good it's it's essentially the oh i found this buried on your farm let's start a religion on it kind of kind of situation <laughs> so yeah. one that henry ford loved was the protocols of the elders of zion have you ever heard of that one i haven't all right Fantastic. Look it up on Wikipedia. Get some quotes from right it. Now? Just on, No, no. Just on your own. Because oh. it is totally interesting to look into. Basically, any... Not any. All anti-Semitic, like, <laughs> conspiracy theories that you hear from the alt-right nowadays pretty much stems from this book. Say it one more time. The Protocols the people in the of back. the Elders of Zion. Protocols of the it, Elders of... Zion. Zion. Yeah. The the Magic whole thing it brings out first. There's <laughs> <laughs> My autocorrect said protocols of the elder of Z of Magic. Ooh. No, it's I'm reading that one. Yeah, read that one. <laughs> it it was completely fake. It it was completely it's not a real document. Well, so, it was a real document. It was falsified. If you're gonna read it on Wikipedia, luckily it says Protocols of the Meetings of the Learned Elders of Zion is a fabricated anti-semitic text yeah. so you're in the clear you're in the clear so far i'm fact checking you as we go oh good oh no <laughs> so it basically put this whole idea out there that the jewish people are trying to create this new world order with this government that they're going to be in control of and they're going to control everybody and use their jewish tricks on everyone 
And, you know, so Henry Wait, Ford when, loved it. When did that come out? When did when was that released? Don't you have it on Wikipedia right there? I closed the page. Oh my god. I'm I opening it again, I guess. I uh, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Uh nineteen oh seven. That I'm putting it down nineteen oh seven. First published in Russia in nineteen oh three. Fuck I was close though. You were close. It was a solid guess. Alright, so he yeah. It was a uh, you know, Jewish globalist conspiracies. Oh, I gotta from stop there. reading. I gotta stop reading it. I just yeah. saw a spoiler. Yeah, don't. So the uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, you know, Henry Ford was also mentioned favorably in Mein Kampf twice. <laughs> so that's pretty what? good. Uh, Hitler, at a you know, at a later time after this, these events that we're going to be talking about today, stated that Ford was his inspiration in an interview. What? Yeah. Solid dude, like all around. Whoa. All around. Fantastic, rounded, level headed guy. Jesus. Also one of the ultra rich. Yeah, doesn't surprise me that <laughs> well makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's all all you need to say. So uh, you know, Henry Ford, he was running his car dealerships. Doing his, uh, he did do quite a bit of philanthropy and stuff like that. No problems with that. He also ran a magazine. I, I think he had, he like paid somebody else in his company to buy the magazine on his behalf. And basically, what? he would write some of the some of the articles. Other people would write some of the articles, and then it would go to him. He would review it, and then it would be published, and then they would just distribute it at his dealerships. So you go to the Ford dealership and there'd be a little newsstand with some newspapers and his magazine. Mm. His magazine was called, one of his magazines, he had a couple. This one that we're going to be talking about was called The International Jew. Hmm. So, I found some articles from this magazine. Thank Christ for the internet for digitizing (laughs) stuff like this. Because this could easily, without the internet, be just swept under the rug and hidden. Yeah. You know, so he, there was, I, 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 uh, narrated it, not narrated. I summarized it. Oh, okay. So in the international Jew, he stated jazz is a Jewish creation. The mush, the slush, the sly suggestion, (laughs) the abandoned sensuousness of sliding notes are of Jewish origin. The mush, the slush. Yeah. That just makes me want to want to dance. I want to listen to jazz now. <laughs> so I just love that. That he... Okay, jazz. Jewish creation, apparently. Jesus. And I'd like to point out that jazz actually comes from... From what I can find, obviously, the <laughs> history of music is super intricate. And music can develop in all sorts of crazy ways. But in general, it's regarded that jazz came from New Orleans from african-american communities based on blues and ragtime kind yeah. of coming together makes sense as far as i understand it yeah so obviously we know and he should have known the jews didn't make jazz <laughs> but he also believed in the protocols of the elders of zion so anything that fits his narrative he'll believe in <laughs> although i would i would be interested to go to the alternate universe where Jazz was created by the Jews. <laughs> just to hear what it's like. Yeah. It's like I'm intrigued. Music. Yeah. <laughs> the who men. Who men music. <laughs> so, uh. yeah, Ford was pretty damn racist, as you may <laughs> understand at this point. And he kind of took it upon himself. He wanted to destroy jazz because it was such a force for the moral decay fucking, and Jewish control. Fucking racist. Yeah, he, he figured, oh, Jazz was making people go out and smoke those reefer cigarettes smoke and drink reefer. and have sex and, you know, otherwise have fun, and he didn't like that. Enjoy sexual experiences. <laughs> Outrageous. Not for procreation. <laughs> Premarital. So I'm curious... Does any of this tie into um, what we talked about back in season two with the Nazis that were stateside, like the American Nazi Party? A little bit. I didn't go into that, but I can go into that a little bit more. Eh, No worries. I was just curious. I wasn't sure if uh, just because I saw the distribution of the protocols of the 
fucking Elders of Zion that it was distributed. And I was curious if that tied in at all to Henry Ford's involvement with the American Nazi Party. But I, I'm not saying that he was, though it's likely, I'm, in my opinion. Yeah, it is likely that he was involved um, with that. If you don't know, and I'm going to plug a second episode in yeah. this one, I don't feel bad about it, but if you don't know about the history of Nazis in America, um, and these aren't like spies that are in... No, like the, the American States. Nazi party. These are, yeah, these are American Nazis. And we're not talking uh, about like alt-right extremists. Yeah. Well, these I mean, are we just, are, but no, like straight up Nazis. Like they yeah, like identified actual, actual, as Nazis. Yeah. Uh, season two, episode six, The Fighting Jew of Newark. Check that shit out. That was it's, a fun uh, one. It's pretty wild. It's the only one I read so, an entire book on. So, Jews fucking around with the jazz music, huh? Jews created jazz so that... Good white Anglo folk can go <laughs> drink, God, smoke, and have sex, decay their morals, and that would allow the Jewish people to rise up uh, and control I the planet. I can Make already sense? see where this is going. I can see. Yeah. You've got me pointed in a direction, and I'm hyper-focused. All right. But so, I, won't, I won't interrupt you. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> so, I, I love it. Yeah, I think everybody can see where we're going with this. <laughs> He, Jesus. yeah, the, the city folk were being corrupted, they were heathens, and the only cure was Anglo-Saxon square dancing and, was comma, more fiddling. And more cowbell. Definitely. It's fiddles <laughs> and cowbells from here on out, boys. Oh, no. So this, uh, the white man's music would cure the states of the foul influence of jazz. Uh. <laughs> so, you know what sometimes you i feel that. like i should script this because i get one-liners <sighs> like that god it's i knew that it was headed in this direction when you said jazz was a sexual way of dancing because i was like oh bible length apart yeah that's some square dancing bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah so how how does a rich man in the 1920s the late 20s or the mid the mid twenties go about creating a a nationwide change a nationwide buzz of square dancing, uh, arguably some guess. of the lamest music and dancing. <laughs> Not some of it is the lamest music and dancing. <laughs> um, my guess is that he reaches out to some some pretty popular pop figures at the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go as far to say that he involved Lucille Ball, maybe in 1925. Okay, maybe not. I, I didn't, mean, she was. I didn't hear was... what year it was. Okay. <laughs> um. So. But yeah, I would say that he he starts reaching out to none of them wanted pop artists, <laughs> and uh, he gets in touch with someone in political, nope. like a political figure. You are wrong. He's Damn. smarter than that. Really? Like, if I'm you involve, like, really pop stars surprised. and things like that, then you're only going to be getting, like, uh, it'll be a, a phase. It'll just be there and then done quickly. Okay. The way you really change the world oh, God. is you affect an entire generation. <laughs> you gotta get through to the youth! So, uh, just start oh, off, he basically... God. Ford started small, though. Come on, he, he's a... He's a he knows how to spend his money. He formed an orchestra and basically paid for it to tour around the nation in 1925. Yeah, starting small. He, uh, <laughs> it's like uh, when I got my first loan of a million dollars. Yeah, a very to small To start loan. the podcast. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> I started too small with a million dollars. So, yeah, he, he formed the orchestra. He started to pay dance instructors to oh, go to school. To, you know, like uh, community events and teach square dancing. Newspapers would start to just randomly, apparently, totally not paid off by Henry Ford. <laughs> uh, just like printing full pages of like instructionals on how to square dance. Oh, God. And then he, he started tar- targeting a, like, he started targeting like schools who didn't have a lot of money and didn't have like music or dance programs and said, hey, I'll just pay for like all all of that. I'll just pay for that whole program. But you can only t- teach fiddle 
<laughs> cowbell <laughs> and square Damn dancing. It. So a lot of a lot of schools jumped on it because they're like, oh, okay, oh. why not? We're getting paid more. I and bet he didn't actually give them the cowbell though. He's like, no, you no. need to bring your own from home. Bring your own cowbell. <laughs> he started to pay like, na- I mean, as I was going to say, nation famous. Because it's not worldwide. This dance is not worldwide. Yeah. So technically worldwide famous <laughs> uh, dance instructors who to teach square dancing, to go to these different schools and teach them square dancing. So this became Ugh. pretty quickly an, a uh, like nationwide Ooh, thing. He ended up paying it. a small fortune for it. And I say small, but this is 1927. This is like Depression era. <laughs> like oh it's a small God. fortune. But it's a lot of money. Do you have any? Do you have any? Um, I wasn't able square to track dancing down. music. No, thank Christ. No, oh, I was okay, going good. to. I was like, just let me know before you play it, so I can take out my headphones, <laughs> PTSD and all. Oh yeah, no, I get it. The uh, there will be a trigger warning. First. <laughs> he himself bought a seventy-five thousand dollar fiddle to play. What? That's in their time. <laughs> From what I can, t- from what I can find, Good that's in God. their money. <laughs> to, so he could learn how to play fiddle. <laughs> Good lord! That shit was probably made with solid gold and and made during the Mesopotamia era. <laughs> for fuck's sake! <laughs> oh God! Yeah. It's just made out of fucking like Roman marble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's made Jesus. out of the. There's a little spot in the back of the statue of David that they carved it out of. That's why you never uh, see the back. Jesus. He sponsored a bunch of radio shows. He paid for a bunch of fiddle players to go to their shows. And then he would, like, sponsor them. So if somebody was just playing fiddle locally, he would go into town and put an ad in the newspaper that said, Henry Ford oh, loves this guy or is going to go to this show. And it, so it drew a bunch of people in to watch this awful fiddle show. <laughs> he got get this he got 34 colleges to add an early american dancing curriculum oh my god 34 colleges around the nation so i'm curious what why why the fiddle that's just part a big part of the music that you uh that you square dance to of that kind of early country-esque music so I'm curious. Fiddling is the most American music, and if you don't agree with that, then you can get out. Uh, Written. I'm just trying to find out when Fiddler on the Roof was written. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, 1905. Now, isn't this uh, fucking... I thought Fiddler on the Roof was a large Jewish... Yeah, a poor Jewish milkman with five daughters <laughs> explains the custom of the Jews in a Russian shtetl in Antaveka. But <laughs> so he's he's saying that the Jews started jazz music when really they have this like rich history around the fiddle. <laughs> Just wait, don't. We're not going to talk about that right now. Oh okay. God, Keep I'm that, I'm, I'm in so it. intrigued. I'm in intrigued. I'm sorry. Put it in the back of your mind. All right. Okay. Yeah, just just hold on, because oh, I love this. God. This story gets better. The longer so... this goes, it gets better. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So he, All spent, right. so he got know, he got colleges to pick up square yeah. dancing for their curriculum core. They he spent <laughs> you know the equivalent today of millions of dollars on this, and the fiddling craze ended up dying off around 1927 anyway. So t- it took two years and it, it died doesn't off. surprise yeah. me. No shit. <laughs> but except that, for except for in like Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. So Ford, of course, didn't stop there because uh, it was probably why? the Jews who were keeping yeah. it out of the keeping it out oh, of the newspaper because they control they found, the media. They found something. out. Yeah, they found out that the white man liked it so they took it out of the media. God, Jesus. I hope nobody thinks we're serious. Like in we're any of these we are clips. not. This is this wildly, is satire. Wildly satirical. I don't support Henry Ford's ideas. Oh, whatsoever. A total sidetrack, but I uh, I came across a story of some people who made a podcast, and their biggest episode was one where they were kind of joking around about stuff like this, 
and oh a bunch of white supremacists thought that they were being serious. Oh, so yeah. If you're a white supremacist, suck my dick. And stop. Don't, stop. don't enjoy this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Stop so, enjoying this. Yeah. Stop it. He, <laughs> he, that didn't make him stop. Although it was no longer in the headlines, he continued to pay for dance instructions at schools for decades and sponsoring, he would sponsor fiddle competitions at his dealerships. It's almost like someone with fuck you amounts of money doesn't know the meaning of no. No. Anybody <laughs> with that amount of money must have good morals to get there. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Gee. Oh, no. Yeah. Henry Ford, stop. I like, yeah, I love it. I love it. Every time I learn more and more about Henry Ford, it just gets weird. It just gets weird. He's such a fucking weird like, ass. Like, on, on one side of it, he did quite a few good stuff for workers. Of He didn't support unions, which sucks, but he figured it was his responsibility to give his workers a good working environment, and if they wanted more money, they would go to him, not some union. Yeah. Which makes sense, but literally no other industrialist ever thought that way. <laughs> Fucking bring on the unions, baby. We need more oh, yeah. unions. Always. So, you know, he continued to fund money into especially underfunded schools and stuff like that, which was good. They were, you know, I'm okay with giving money to schools. It sucks that they also had to learn how to square dance. But this is like <laughs> our is generation's great-grandparents and grandparents would be going through these you know school programs set up by henry ford oh, okay jeez so in in his magazine that i mentioned earlier ford wrote and i quote if the conditions in america continue to develop along the same lines as in the last generation if the immigration statistics and the same proportion of births among all the nationalities remain the same our imagination may picture the united states of america 50 or 100 years hence as a land inhabited only by slaves, Negroes, and Jews. Oh, God. Wherein the Fuck Jew off. will naturally occupy the position of economic leadership. Ugh, I hate him. Which you do hear shit like that from white supremacists. <laughs> oh, we want to preserve our race. We're going to go extinct God. if we all mix our races together. Fucking assholes. It's like, get over yourself. God forbid. Nobody wants your genes. Racial Tucker. integration is good. Yeah. Weird. And it, uh, God, it doesn't Almost take like a our smooth, species involves or evolves. It doesn't evolves take a smooth brain to figure that one out. <laughs> so uh, I got another quote here, which was just fantastic. It is the purpose of which this article to put people in possession of the truth concerning the moron music which they habitual, <laughs> habitually hum and sing and shout day oh, and night. Oh, God. And if possible, to help them see the invisible Jewish baton which is waved above them for financial propaganda purposes. Was Henry, was Henry Ford alive when Elvis was around? Because uh, I feel like he would have hated him. I'm sure he would have. I think he that was. The, he, yeah, he was because Elvis Beatles. was in World War II. Uh, if the only way I know celebrities, including extremely famous ones, is if they were involved in World War II. <laughs> oh no! Jesus! Oh God! Oh, let's see. Where was I? Just I'm surprised. So, uh, sorry to interrupt. In 2016, Beatles magic filled the Henry Ford exhibit, which surprises me that they would allow such heinous. And sex-making music in the Henry Ford exhibit. Oh, he's rolling over in his grave. Mm, the dirty old bastard. All right, so just as the American stage and motion picture have fallen under the control of Jews... Oh, God. ...and their art-destroying commercialism... <laughs> Those fucking Weinsteins. Well, my, my favorite thing is that he, he he's saying that their art-destroying commercialism... It's industrialists who who <laughs> did all that shit. I, I was going to say, I thought who that... monetized it, everything. Yeah, I thought that this free market was uh, made so that anybody could really get into it, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Am so I mistaken the, you are, here? You are. 
So the business of handling popular songs has become a Yiddish industry. The Jews who capture it in the early days of exploration were for the most part Russian-born Jews, some of whom had personal pasts which were unsavory as the past of many Jewish theatrical and movie leaders have been exposed to be. Basically, if you were Jewish and you were making movies, you had an unsavory past to this dude. Yeah, which which is intriguing coming from someone with an unsavory present. (laughs) yeah but i i love these and uh i've got a couple i think i've got one more little quote but before we before i share it there's there was like a court case about this newspaper that came out during the time where it was basically yeah it it was uh libel or slander because he just kept he was it was so anti-semitic Oh, and uh, the way they got around it in court is they basically the defense was, oh, well, uh, Henry Ford owns it. And earlier he said that he <sighs> reviews it, but he doesn't God. really review it. It's just uh, it, the guy who bought it was basically running it and they basically blamed it on him. And they said, oh, he was just pushing these through and Henry Ford didn't know anything about it. But then after the court case, uh, which uh, it, it wasn't able to be proven that henry ford knew about these they kept that dude on they didn't fire him so oh my god that kind of says a lot i think (laughs) about yeah henry ford knew all this shit this was either him writing it and in fact there was some i should have i should have gotten should have dug deeper into this but there was some evidence that the writing in a lot of the articles are very similar to the way henry ford writes or wrote at the time (laughs) intriguing yeah so (laughs) i suspect something is amiss (laughs) weird all right so here you go this this one's a little bit goes into his temperance kind of thing and i'm just i'm just reading these off because it gives you a good idea of what was in these magazines that he was producing (laughs) like what a dick uh the people are what they made Give the liquor business full sway, and you have a population that drinks and carouses. The oh, population God. could be turned into drug addicts if the same freedom was given to the illicit <laughs> narcotic ring as is now given to the Yiddish popular song manufacturers. What In such a condition, fuck? it would be stupid to attack the addicts. Common sense would argue the exposure of the panderers. A oh, dreadful nar- narcoticizing of moral modesty and the application of powerful aphrodisiacs have been involved in the present craze for crooning songs a stimulated craze the victims are everywhere but too few of the opponents of this moral poison see the futility of scolding the young people thus diseased common sense dictates a cleaning out and a clearing out of the sources of the disease the source is in the yiddish group of song manufacturers who control the whole output and who are responsible for the whole matter from poetry to profits jesus so yeah he he really thought that all the music production was controlled by jewish people and that they were all working together Oh, that sounds like the Henry Ford Manifesto. It, yeah, I'm, I'm putting something together. Don't worry. <laughs> God. Uh, like, it also sounds like back, Utah. Back to your, back to your graham crackers and square dancing, kiddos. <laughs> no <laughs> nope, boners cracker, in this no part sugar. of the world. <laughs> Sugar-free graham crackers. No erections in this hemisphere. No, no, never. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I love it because it, that's how Utah views booze. <laughs> how utah views anything yeah yeah that's actually true utah is just henry uh a a for a metaphor for it's, henry ford it's utah is henry ford's like wet dream of a state oh yeah except we have too many stds yeah oh god yeah so too many uh, stds you know. and uh teen pregnancies yep fantastic publication uh i've now made it my life goal to collect one original <laughs> copy of every issue <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because these are this is what you get when you get a a uh, racist temperance uh, advocate and give them a platform. So this is essentially the parlor of the nineteen twenties and thirties. No? Oh no! It it definitely is. It is a hundred percent the nineteen twenties parlor. Yeah. 
And uh, I'm sure anybody wanted to put an article in there about how the Jews are fine, it would get censored. My yeah. freedoms. <laughs> God. So, in fact, I stumbled across that some information that, to me, links that a lot of the conspiracy theories that we see today spouted off by the alt-right are were originally spouted off by Henry Ford, whether he were, invented them or he popularized them. Bigger were thing that originally, he originally they were all originally in Henry Ford's diary. <laughs> yeah, before he published the Protocols of the Elder Zion before he was born. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Oh no. Yeah, so like, like I even have some specific ones. The there's a an alt right theory that male immigrants specifically will hunt down and rape white women more than anyone else, and that immigration brings crime. All of that's been disproven. Like, 100%, that has been disproven. But yeah. it is still an issue. Even in Europe, there's, like, one town in uh, Sweden that the alt-right, the, the right media, right-wing media, talks about all the time how they have the, the biggest crime rate in the... Uh, in the world one or something like that in in the developed world or in sweden or something like that and that is because they have a loose immigration policy oh god when in reality they do have the highest crime rate because they have like 12 people there <laughs> you know it's it's a lower population area and they're not even they're not violent crimes it's not caused by immigration it's just like a population just, density thing. It's like, just a population density issue. Jesus. So uh, that, that's one of them that you'll hear. And a, a big thing is he didn't necessarily invent all of these. But because he had a platform, he was, you know, super wealthy. He was public. And he had a platform to speak on. Because of that, he was able to popularize a lot of the these, like, racist shit a lot of this racist conspiracies uh another mm. one was he had a big hand in creating the theory that black people only vote democratically to expand the welfare benefits oh, i didn't even no. know that was a thing that people that people i don't know if they actually believe it but i wouldn't be surprised uh, it would not surprise me if people actually believe but that. like how fucking ridiculous is that <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you think that, stop listening. Don't you don't deserve. Don't the have Give anything to do with us. Yeah, leave us alone. Don't be fans. God, yeah, fuck like, you. Uh, the influence that Ford created lasted well past his death. He ended up here. It is. I know. I put down when he died. He died in 1947. But all this shit that he did, of course, went well past that. Nowadays, still, we have this this his effect on the alt-right with those uh anti-jewish anti-semitic conspiracy theories we're still feeling the re repercussions from world war ii from yeah. you know all that bullshit and in the 60s there was a push to make square dancing the national dance <laughs> a bunch of states made it their not they're oh, like God. their official state dance uh, oh. ronald reagan uh, a of show course. favorite spoke about making square dancing a national dance probably in between lying to the uh to the u.s people and then admitting lying to the u.s people but then saying he didn't really believe it oh god <laughs> so then uh, yeah so 28 states have so far made it their official dance oh, gross. and while doing it's so it's such a bad fucking dance yeah if you don't know what square dancing is please just google it youtube it yeah, you're you're not gonna be entertained. Well, you'll be entertained because it looks dumb as fuck. But it's like it's, it's not it's not something that you're gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna look at it and go, "I want to learn that." <laughs> yeah, I want to listen to this music in my headphones. So, <laughs> oh god, one you know awful part um, of this you know of those twenty seven states. That I didn't even think about, and I was luckily lucky enough to stumble across this idea, was that while making square dancing the official dance of 27 states, they want they erased hundreds of real traditional dance styles of the indigenous people who lived in those states before they were states. Oh, God. And and even just like early American dancing, or say you know dances that large 
uh, groups of immigrants brought over, or you know, there there's so many different dances that could be more local, more meaningful, and yeah. more traditional that are now just nope, square dancing. Then, square dancing's then, better than your Navajo fucking hunting dance. Oh God, it's it's like they're saying, oh, uh, dancing to boot scoot and boogie is way better. <laughs> Than dancing to your fucking like the buffalo your dance culture or song, your oh actual cultural dance and God. music. So, oh lord, yeah. So there, there's Henry Ford, and that's why square dancing exists. Essentially, I like. I'm sure it would have been mostly Ugh. thrown away. That's why you can go to fucking square dancing bars where you have to <laughs> dance in line, <laughs> line dancing shit. and shit like I that. I hate them. I hate them. Oh, all. it's awful. Country music could suck my ass. So I gotta say, this topic was fucking perfect for our show. Yeah. Racism, anti-Semitism, large events in history, Reagan, it's, Hitler, and, and white Ford people all dancing. in one show. And white people <laughs> dancing. <laughs> God. Oh. Fuck. So, you know, in, in a way, you were right, right, at the beginning. Like, we, you gotta fight back against the, uh... <laughs> fight back against jazz with square dancing. Oh, no. Uh, oh fucking hell what a mess it's fantastic and uh i have a little postscript that i that i typed in here after i was done with with the research <laughs> okay <laughs> what is so it? hit me with it square dancing was invented by slaves <laughs> and during the time that square dancing started to become you know more and more known white people thought it was it was so vulgar of a dance because they had to call back and forth to each other. And and the entire invention of square dancing was because they didn't need an instructor. You would square dance with your partner and the calling back and forth makes it so that you don't need an instructor. So the fact that Henry Ford had to bring out a bunch of instructors to teach <laughs> a dance like that is stupid. But yeah, it was literally created oh, no. by the slaves in the South. Really? Yeah, and so in an attempt to cure the United States of an alleged plague of immoral music, Ford reenacted the same trope used by white su supremacists throughout world history, selling a vision of a racially homogenous future using a fable about an America that never existed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's basically the Make America Great Again slogan. like <laughs> Of dancing. When, when were we great? <laughs> Like, this never existed, and now we're trying to sell this, you know, America's great. Let's do that again. And that that's the exact please, same please. trope that every white supremacist uses. Please nobody bring back swing dancing. Please. We don't please. want it. Please. We don't fucking want it. But isn't that interesting that it I, turns out there's a pattern of white supremacists. Oh, God. None of it surprises me. Everything comes back to white supremacy, mm -hmm. AJ. Everything. So, the next time you hear a fiddle or see some uh, <laughs> square dancing, remember, you are only being exposed to it because some asshat in the 1920s hated Jewish, black, and indigenous people so much that he indoctrinated an entire generation to think that country music is good. Oh, that's the takeaway. That is my takeaway. Fits my personal like <laughs> beliefs, other than saying country music is white supremacy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna get it. that tattooed across my shoulders. I, let's happen. get matching tattoos. <laughs> country music is white supremacy. It is like oh god, it's just a bunch of rich assholes pandering to a, uh, an unintelligent listener base <laughs> oh god is that us no That's, we're not no, rich no. yeah this is this is true oh god man what a fucking mess i love it oh it's so good these are the episodes that really really touch my heart <laughs> and change my life in ways i would have never understood were i love possible. it i love it when this shit happens when you just stumble <sighs> across such a weird story that has like this this is a a direct like evidence of the butterfly effect how this one dude in the 20s one rich dick just 
spread his ideology so strong into this generation that it just continued and continues to this day. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Mr. Bezos has done in <laughs> 30 years. Yeah, what school programs oh is God. he sponsoring that we don't know about yet? <laughs> the anti-union classes in elementary school. Oh, I'm sure that I'm. Yeah, I'm sure about that. <laughs> God. That one just makes sense. <laughs> they they teach it in math. They're like, well, they need their portion, and that's why this is bad. One because worker, that means that means that you might be standing up for yourself. One worker plus. One union equals 75% of one worker's work. Wait. <laughs> oh, God. I. If you, if you have the opportunity to join a union, though you will be losing a little bit amount of money per paycheck, it is worth it. They'll fight for higher wages Do industry-wide. It. They You'll will probably end exactly. up getting paid more. You'll end up getting paid benefits, more. Better protections. It, it is... Don't believe the anti-union shit. Oh, and... There's a reason why they have unions in other countries, and it's so wildly successful. If somebody tells you you're not allowed to talk about your pay, fuck them. You are They're allowed wrong. to talk about your pay. There's no law. You are very you welcome are to. You are legally allowed to talk about your pay with other people. And in fact, you should, because if you find a wide disparity between your pay and somebody else's, you can go in and negotiate and say, Hey, I work here as long as this person, this person gets paid this much more than me. Let's talk about it. Let's negotiate. Because if you don't, that is literally why the pay gap exists still. Yep. 100%. Because people don't talk about their pay. Know your workers' rights. Oh, yeah. Don't get bullied. It's scary. Stand up for yourself and your fellow workers and eat the rich. The bourgeoisie has it coming. And follow us on Instagram. And, and Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> At Points of Pressure. We should do now, the, the outro while this plays, yeah, I'm during the outro, I'm going to read our Patreon, our patrons, if I can find them. Do you not have it up all the I time? have it pulled up now. Okay. Thank you to D's Nuts, who is not me. Nordic Thunder. It really isn't him. Toddle Waddle. Dark Runner. Haley. And Casey McFacey. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if you want to be added to this list, follow. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Go to the links in our bios and subscribe for exclusive content that we never put out. This Join awful. us, PP team, and aid us in our victory. <laughs> How do we... What should we... We should have a name for our followers. Every YouTube has a name for the I don't followers. know, yeah. PPers? Hey, every, all the PPers. <laughs> PPers if anybody no. has any ideas for uh, what, what we yeah, call... Yeah, yeah. If you've got ideas, fans, reach out. Please. Please send it to uh, us. <laughs> well, that's all I've got. That's all so, I got. Uh, catch us next Monday for more quality fucking content. This was great. <laughs> <laughs> Be safe. And stay out of trouble, suckers.